Welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. My name is Claudia Neilshaw and I'm a marketing educator and strategist. Over the last 10 years, I've empowered women like you across the business world to step into the most confident version of themselves through coaching and marketing consulting. Too many women are hiding their incredible message and skills from the world. It's my job to uncover your genius and help you make your next power move. Because women like you change the world and the world needs more of that. I'm here to help you elevate your voice and create your own daughter opportunity. So, are you ready? It's episode five, Keep It Alive, and I am so excited to be welcoming the incredible Maxine Faree from The Social Seed. Max is all about teaching businesses how to radiate big digital energy. Part-time creative strategist, part-time values addict, and full-time human connector, Max is passionate about people, storytelling, brand development, and social media. She's got a mixed background in comms and psychology, and her creative direction is really innovative and humanistic. Her nine-to-five mission is to leverage the brands and stories of like-minded entrepreneurs in a way that connects them to their audience. She believes in forming these relationships by creating strategic content beyond just a pretty picture or words. When she's not hustling as a business owner, you'll often find her overindulging in an ice latte or spending time hiking outdoors Born and bred across the ditch, originally from New Zealand, she loves exploring her new home in Sydney and soaking up the coastal sunshine. In this episode today, Max and I are going to talk about nurturing her passion for writing on the OG social platform, how she started her own social media agency in another country with no network, how to get really crystal clear on your dream client, and the power of connection and building that community. She tells us the number one thing we need to consider when it comes to creating your social strategy and the psychology behind connection on social media. I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. It's an absolute hoot and there are some golden, golden tips on managing your own socials. Enjoy the episode. Maxine Faree, welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. How are you? <laughs> I'm stoked to be here. I feel like it's such an honor when I got your email come through. I was like, yes, girl, you bet I'm coming on. <laughs> you know, I have one rule in my business, which is all around meeting incredible women and introducing them to other incredible women. And this um, podcast, I believe, is going to be a continuation of that because it allows me to showcase the incredible women I know um, to the community and people who are listening. But just to give everyone a really great insight into who you are, Max, you run a social media agency called The Social Seed. How did this all come to be? Tell me the story of how we've gotten to today. Yeah, so The Social Seed essentially has been my baby for the last year and a half, but I do have history within the digital marketing landscape that goes back long, long time, decades really. So I first found my love for communication and writing and connecting with people through blog form. So back in the day, blogs were how people used to talk to one another. And I know it's not really as much um, of a thing now as it was back then, but that's really what sparked my interest in communication. And so from there, I watched a series of movies like Devil Wears Prada and from watching Devil Wears Prada I knew I was like I want to be writing I want to be a part of the magazine I want to communicate that I just knew that it was in a way something that I had to do so 
I jumped through a series of internships. I juggled about three separate internships while I was in high school at uni, um, all at different magazines to kind of test out the waters and see where my interests were. Um, and from there, I worked for Bow Media and I was at Fashion Quarterly Magazine for about three years, including my internship. And I loved it. And then while I was at Bauer, I definitely started to see social media emerging. So that was more where people were going from print media to digital media. So we'd be writing for both mag and online. Um, and socials were really becoming a thing then. So I was like, oh, I'd love to do the socials for Fashion Quarterly and SFQ because there's just so much that we can take from online and from mag and put it out on socials. So it was a really different way of thinking because with social, you had to be a lot more precise with the message that you communicated. And yeah, I just fell into it and I absolutely loved it. And I got to the point where I was like, I want to do the socials full time. So I jumped from Bow Media and I went and I did two separate roles that were both social media focused roles. Um, one was extremely... Uh, brand focus for just one retail business and I did four of their brands under that umbrella which kept me very busy and gave me a bit of a reality check as to how hard socials were um, and then from there I went and I did um, a agency role for about a year and although I loved it I definitely found I could only grow so much within that role because I was doing all the communicating I was doing all the content creation all the strategy and I found I really wanted to challenge myself and that next step was starting my own business. So the social seed was born um, and I definitely have found from starting that business to where I am now, like my service offering has changed a little bit. Um, I don't offer as much as I used to because when you first start, you're like, I'll do anything for a dollar. I'll do, yeah. it. I'll do it all. <laughs> um, but now I'm very niche in what I do compared to when I first started. But that's essentially my journey. It kind of went from a love of writing to different writing forms and now just writing for multiple brands. Such a beautiful story. And I think there's something very, um, very truthful for people who have a love and a passion at a young age and you're trying mm. to figure out how to nurture that. And I think you know, the parallels to the business you've now started, the social seed, you planted that seed a long time ago. And it's come to fruition. And in mm. my experience in us connecting and seeing the work that you do, you very much do this for the brands and the businesses that you work with. So mm. can you share with me how important it's been for the clients that you work with and the other brands that you see around to really get very clear on who they're targeting and what their message is? Mm. I think that's absolutely everything because if you're trying to speak to everybody, you're going to speak to nobody. And often I think people go into marketing with the idea of, I just want to do it all. I, I want to go viral. I want to post this. I want to post that. And they've got so many different things happening that their end user doesn't actually understand who they are. They don't understand their message. It's, it feels rushed. It feels chaotic because it hasn't been thought out and created for them in mind. I mean, the way I like to write for my clients is if their end user is having a conversation with them because that's really what social media is all about. And I think there's a misconception where it's like, oh, people go on Instagram to buy. 
they don't go on to buy, they go on to connect. And when they connect with you, then they're more likely to trust you than when they've got that trust with you, then they can buy from you. So really creating for your target audience and figuring out what they like, how they like to be spoken to, how they like to be, how they like to receive content. All these different things are so important. And I think I made a post about this recently and it's like so often I'll see people writing call to action and it's like DM me the word X or comment the word X. And that might be great for a certain amount of people, but you've also got to remember your end user, every single one of them is at a different stage of their journey with you. So if you come in hot and you say, send me this or do that, and they've just seen you for the first time, you're going to lose them. So when you communicate your message, it needs to be, for that person that you want to communicate with, whether that's a woman who's 25 to 40, that's your age bracket, whether it's a whatever that looks like. But then you've got to think, they could be meeting me for the first time. They could love my brand. They could have bought from me before. So your message always has to be diverse. It, it can't just be clear cut for that one, one person within your audience, if that makes sense. And it's nurturing people absolutely the different kind of stages of their life cycle Mm. with you, whether it's meeting you for the first time. And, you know, I think sometimes we can get lucky, right? Our brand can resonate with exactly the right person in their position pretty early on to say, I like the look of this. I want to engage with it. And I want to buy from this person. Mm. What advice would you have, have for businesses who are starting from scratch with their socials? Mm. What what is the number one thing that they need to consider before trying to be all things to all people and do all of the things? What's that kind of first step that they need to take? For me, when I create a strategy for a client, it's not just about sales or conversions or leads. The way that I create a strategy is how am I going to create content in a way that really connects you with someone and forms that trust? Because if you don't have trust with your audience, they're going to go to your competition anyway. So you've got to create pieces of content that build that trust, build that sense of relatability. People want to feel like they know you. And so often people think, oh, but it's not about, it's not about me. It's, it's just about my product. It's just about my service. It's not. It's about who you are. It's about your story. People will sit there and they'll watch a day in the life of your whole day. They're not going to sit there and watch a, they might, but sit there and watch, oh, this is my product. This is all the features. They, they want to really understand who you are and what you have to offer. That's your edge. That's your uniqueness within the market. So for me, it's, if you want to stand out in a sea of sameness, it's really about creating that connection. So Forget everything else. Your number one goal should be to connect. So that's my biggest piece of advice is create content that's going to build that connection and foster that relationship. Because if you don't have that, your audience can forget about you tomorrow. And I think forgetting is one of the biggest pieces of, Mm. you know, guidance that you can use and saying like, is what I'm about to post going to be something that people remember? that Mm. really resonates with someone. Um, Mm. And, you know, you spoke about connection and starting a conversation and that's very much, that's what marketing is. It's about fostering that ongoing connection and not feeling like with social media that there's this 
invisible like virtual wall there isn't it's two people Mm. it's one person to another person you know yeah on a you know via a screen when people are really focusing on building a community online I think for a lot of people they know it's something they need to do right Mm. they're not quite sure how to do it So in the online space, what does it actually mean to build community? What are some of the elements that people might like to consider? You know, I think that first piece, connection, absolutely. Mm. What else do people need to consider? Mm. One of the things when it comes to building a community that I find a lot of people overlook is communicating what you live and breathe. So I like to think if social media was to go away tomorrow, what are people going to know you for? And I think it's because of my background. When I went back and I did my psychology degree, I learned so much about the human mind and how much people crave connection. And we did a huge focus on the values of a person and the things that make up who you are. And I think that's something that you can so easily communicate with your audience and your values are the foundational things that make you who you are. And they also make your brand what it is. So people think, oh, my values don't really matter. Like, yeah, I care about sustainability and oh, I care about mental health, but everyone does. And, and that's not true. So it's about what are the things that you value? How can you communicate that to your audience and build that connection with your audience from the things that you value, whether that's World Earth Day or Mental Health Awareness Day or anything to do with your market that resonates with your values. Those are the things that you should think about. And that's how you can start a conversation with someone. It could be through a poll. It could be through a question box on your Instagram story. Really building that story out of who you are and trying to relate to your audience is, is a beautiful way to incorporate your values into your overall strategy with marketing. Um, I also think people underestimate the power of actually responding to a comment on socials. So often I'll see brands just have so many comments and they just leave the section completely blank. And it, it just is such a missed opportunity to connect with someone. It, it, And I think also responding with intent. It's not just a case of if someone comments like five emojis and you just don't respond, that's still them reaching out and saying, hey, I love this. And you can respond back and say, hey, I'm so glad that you love this post. What did you like about it? You can start conversations that way. It's all all these touch points that you have are perfect opportunities to build connection. So never underestimate the power of just responding to someone because I can tell you right now, if someone was to come up to you in real life and say, Cloud, I absolutely love your outfit today. You look incredible. And you just stared at them in the face and turned around and walked off. How's that person going to feel? And that's what it's like when they engage with you online. Abandoned, totally. Yeah. It's all about connecting with people in multiple ways. Mm. Um, Yeah. Nice. I love that answer. And I think... When you're very clear on your values, who you are, what you stand for, you create a very clear signal to the right kinds of clients of saying, if we are aligned, this is the space for you. And, Mm. you know, it's really interesting you gave that in-person example of what it would mean if someone walked up to you in the street and gave you a compliment or tried to start a conversation and you blanked them and kept walking. And Mm. again, it's really breaking that 
fourth wall, that invisible screen to say my sole intention to come onto platforms like Instagram, like LinkedIn, like Facebook, whatever Mm -hmm. social you choose to use um, is to start a conversation and a conversation is a two-way street. It's not Mm. ask the question, but I don't want a response. It's not, I post this and you admire it from afar. Um, And even for example, people or consumers who might not necessarily engage much with your content from a comment perspective, they might be liking Mm. it. They might be sharing it with their friends People are watching what you're doing when you are sharing content. And I think that is something really crucial to keep in mind, particularly um, for people who are building a personal brand, which many Mm. women in the Power Moves community are. For um, service-based businesses who, um, you know, have those women at the forefront, they are the face of the brand, they're the thought leaders, they're the people executing the work. What is your advice for women who feel like they struggle to show up online? They don't know what to say, how to say it, if they sound silly doing it. What are some of the what are some of the really great tips that you have maybe you even use for yourself Max that could help mm. other women? The number one thing that I'd say is just remove the pressure because so often we overthink what we're trying to say and it's a case of oh I don't want to sound ridiculous or oh someone said something similar and there's so many thoughts going on in our minds that we don't actually communicate clearly what we're trying to say and whether it's the pressure of oh but I need to post five times a week because I've seen x post five times a week or oh i need to be posting reels now because i've heard you had to post 10 reels a week or oh i need to pop on a story just remove the pressure because when you put that pressure on yourself it actually takes the fun out of it it takes the personality out of it and you can get so lost within the whole process that you lose interest and i do think content creation burnout is such a real thing whether you are an expert in social media or you're just the everyday business owner who has a focus in a different market and I think when it comes to socials just be authentic and showing up whether that's through a story or through a post or just engaging in your feed is a start and building out a strategy that's also realistic is a really nice way to ease yourself into it because I do find when you go in blind it can really block the process and you'll spend so much time trying to think that you'll actually lose the magic. So I always say a strategy is an incredible resource for any business owner. Um, and it's, it's about thinking about what matters to you when you build out your strategy. So we talk about content pillars and content pillars are essentially the themes that make up your content. So really figure out what themes you love, the things you love to talk about, because if you love to talk about it and you're passionate about it, it's going to be easier to create content off the back of that. So think about what inspires you, thinking about what you love, what you resonate with, building out your strategy that way and coming up with a realistic posting schedule. I mean, I post two, three times a week and I don't buy into, oh, I need to post seven days a week because I'm in social media. Mm -hmm. Realistically, people probably don't want to hear from you five times a day, seven days a week. 
because they've got other things going on. And if you're trying to overcomplicate it and communicate, communicate, knocking on someone's door every five seconds, chances are they're probably going to lose that sense of engagement because it's happening every second of the day. So two, three times a week is a great place to start. If you want to post one time a week, just make that post count. Um, and showing up on the stories, you don't have to put the pressure on to put your phone in front of your face and record yourself talking. It can be a to-do list. I, I even find screenshotting my to-do list in my notes and putting that over an old photo. People love that. Adding a sticker feature, adding a poll, adding something that's interactive at least allows your audience to communicate with you and respond to you without you asking a question. Um, but start small and take the pressure off because it's meant to be a fun place for connection. And if you try and overwhelm yourself, you aren't going to enjoy the process. And I think that eliminates the whole point of why we are on socials. And I think making things as easy for ourselves as possible means we're so much more likely to do it again. The easier mm. it is, the more we enjoy doing it, the more mm. likely we're going to repeat that process. And I do think socials can be something that people are either all in or they're all out. There's that mm. really tricky dance with finding that sustainable you know, posting um, frequency. And you know, I often say to a lot of the incredible women in my community, like even if it is just once a week and it's you mm. sharing something, it's a lesson in your business. It's something that you're working on with your clients this week. Don't, don't feel like you have to go so far out of the box to feel inspired. What's happening in mm. your every day? Even if it's, I was on a walk this morning and I felt the wind in my hair and I was, you know, smelling the salt, sea salt spray mm. and I was looking into the sun and I thought, shit, it's good to feel alive. Like, yeah really look to your immediate world um, for that inspiration. But what mm. I would really be interested in, Max, is what are some of your predictions for kind of like the next one to two years in social? What should people be thinking about, conscious mm. of, and aware of potentially some of the opportunities? Mm. Being the socials, it's such a ever-changing landscape it changes like that so my my biggest piece of advice that I give to anybody is don't just pigeonhole yourself to one platform because TikTok might be all the rage right now but Bite Dance who owns TikTok has come out with a sister brand called Lemonade which is another platform that it, it hasn't actually been released in Australia yet but it's starting around the world. They're slowly drip feeding lemonade out. And I think so often we get hooked on one platform and we spend all this time and energy on one that we forget to look at the other opportunities, which are these new emerging platforms, but also where our audience also is and has been loyal to us. So if you now all of a sudden ghost everybody on your um, Instagram that you've been spending all that time and effort building up because you want to focus on TikTok. What happens if your TikTok account is locked tomorrow and you can't get access? Then what happens to all your Instagram community? Oh, hi, sorry, I've been absent for six, 12 months. So you've always got to remember to share the love across the platforms and be mindful of the things that are emerging. So just doing a simple scroll on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever that is, and searching 
emerging trends, what's new, what's happening, following brands that are on the pulse and um, that can give you that information. Um, I see a lot happening with Instagram in the sense that we see Instagram replicating a lot of the features from a platform like TikTok um, and really actually utilizing the features when they pop up and not just being like, oh, TikTok's already got that. I, I don't need to use that on Instagram. Just using the platform to your advantage is going to be the best way to stand out when these trends are happening and coming and going. Um, I think a trend that we're seeing less and less of is people just standing in front of the camera, dancing and pointing to words on a screen and posting yeah. that as a reel, although that is a content piece and you're putting yourself out there. There are so many content creators now that people are actually craving that connection. So we're going to see a shift from those videos being things that people engage with um, to that being, I'm not going to say like a less prioritized piece of content, but that versus somebody sitting and having a conversation of how I started my brand, the biggest things I've learned in business. This is how my business name came around. That's going to be more engaging for someone because that's that thing that's going to build the connection. Um, and with TikTok, I think I can even see it now. It's become such a search platform that those two-second videos aren't going to be what people see the most rewards with. Um, it's really going to be the conversation where you can sit down, talk about something within your life, within your business, put some captions over it, put some on-screen text, and that's going to see you get better results than a two-second dancing clip. So communication and connection are going to be prioritized in the space. Uh, new platforms like Lemonade, which is basically a blend of um, basically multiple platforms. It's like video, photo, text, inspiration. Um, those are going to be things that people look to because people are always looking to the next best thing. Um, but just really creating conversation and people putting themselves out there in a more vulnerable way that isn't just a video with music blasting over the top. I, I see that really being something that consumers are going to look towards. And I think we've already seen it in, um, in any trend, right? You've got half the people saying, oh my God, this is so funny and hilarious mm. and I want to try it. And then you've got half the people saying like, what is this and why is this mm. meaningful? And I think particularly with that, you know, emergence of reels being prioritized, people dancing, mm. you know, it's a couple of seconds. It doesn't seem super thought out. Mm. A lot of people were saying like, this is not shit I want to see. Mm. I want to see genuine thought leadership. I want to see information. I want to have connection with people. And I've certainly noticed this shift in that across all platforms of mm. people really showing up and being brave enough to tell their stories, to want to connect with their community. Um, and I think we're we're really asking for it. We're really desperate to understand how do people get to where they are today in life, in business, whether it's, you know, life hacks, whether it's different, mm. you know, ideas or inspiration. We are searching for it. We're craving it. And so I think it's also being brave enough to try something, mm. even if it it feels scary or we don't think people will care about it. All you can do is give it a crack and not just give mm. it a crack once, mm. actually give, you know, 
give something a good go to see what the feedback is. Ask your audience what they care about because if you're continuing that conversation of, I want to create things for you, your audience and says, oh, so you have, you have me in mind. You want to create something for me and they'll give you that feedback loop. Sometimes I do find though, you have to give like a little something to say like, oh, is this, does this float your boat or does, you know, and give them like a, a reference point to say, yes, that works for me. Mm, I'd like it if it was a little bit more like this and not taking that feedback as criticism, but actually taking it as an opportunity to, you know, up level, get to that next evolution of the content that you're sharing and the business that you're running. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think people are afraid to ask for feedback because they don't want to hear the negative, especially with socials. It's like, all we focus on is the positive. How many people liked our post? How many people commented? It's not really a dislike button on Instagram. Is there? Oh, I'm not giving this a heart. You don't see that. You see how many people like your content, but I always think if you're creating for your end user, you need to listen to what they're telling you. And it's not even a case of listening to someone physically talk to you. It's looking at the analytics. How many shares did that get? How many saves did that get? How many people are coming back and finding that valuable enough to share with someone else? That's an incredible analytic to look at that a lot of people don't think about. Um, And if you are brave enough to ask the question, do a poll, do a question box, do a, mm-hmm. do a little toggle where you can pull a slider and get people's responses that way because then it's not a harsh response where people feel, oh, I don't want to you know, say that or admit that because yeah. um, people don't always like to give that negative feedback to someone either because you don't want to offend somebody. But if you give people the options of, what did you think of this piece of content? Give me a thumbs up or give me this hand or, and give them two different emojis to click. Or one thing I really love to do is, when I'm doing a client photo shoot or I'm doing a new onboarding, I'll do a poll and I'll say, what do you want to see from me? And I'll give people three options. And that way they've got choice and they can think about their response. And then if there's nothing that aligns, I do a question box on the next slide and I say, anything else you want to see, let me know. Yeah. And then people think, oh, okay, well, I clicked that one because that was the only one that actually resonated with me. But now that I have the option to respond, I actually really want to see that because I'm thinking of doing a brand shoot. So I want to know more information or you create a reel and you write a caption and you share it to your story. Would you love to see this as a blog? I've got so much more that I want to say. It's just really creating those opportunities to get those responses and not just assuming that people are still going to love your content because you've always created in that way. You need to evolve. You need to give people something new, something fresh and that's how you keep that interest going. So don't be afraid to ask the questions because at the end of the day, you're creating for your community. And if you're losing your community, then there's no point creating to the scale that you are. You want to be growing. You want to be evolving. So yeah, just ask those questions. Creating with intention. I think that's Mm. been something that's really shone for me in this conversation and building based on community with the intention to start a conversation, Mm. having that feedback loop and, you know, community and relationships are all about multiple people being able to um, share in views, opinions, ideas, conversation, debate, um, Mm. and, and doing that in a, in a constructive way. I think that's a really, Mm. really beautiful takeaway for me. Max, 
We end every podcast episode with asking our guest, that's you, what (laughs) is a power move, a big power move that you have made in your business or your life recently that you'd like to share with us? I think the biggest thing that comes to mind and the most prominent thing for me is setting boundaries. And setting boundaries is powerful, not just for you, but for everybody else involved within that boundary because it makes it clear of what you care about and what you're willing to negotiate on and the things that you won't compromise on. And I think in business, when I first started The Social Seed, because it's a digitally focused role, I'd be on my phone responding to clients. Oh, someone messaged me at 10.30 at night. No worries, I'll reply because I don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity um, or I don't want to upset that client. And, and now I've really set boundaries for myself that now I'm actually offline from this time to this time. And when I'm on annual leave, I am on annual leave because I deserve a break. I deserve to refresh. Saying no to working on the weekends really setting up these foundations that I want to carry throughout my career um, because it's so exhausting to be available all the time, whatever role you're in. And you need that time to refresh and recharge. And I think my biggest power move really is just making clear to myself and to everybody else within my business that I deserve time off and I deserve to have that space. So I think that's something that has taken me a long time because I've been scared of upsetting people and I don't want to um, make anyone feel ignored. But by saying yes to that person, I'm saying no to myself Mm. and I'm ignoring my own needs. So really putting those in play. And I even find like I might be bored out of my brain on Sunday just watching YouTube blogs and then Monday rolls around. I'm like, oh, I needed that break. Yes. So just listening to my body and doing that, it's been incredible. Um, Simple, but really been amazing. Really powerful. And Mm. you set the tone for how your business operates, how you show up Mm. in your life. And it's a choice to be available for people. And I think we often forget that in business, of course, because we're starting and we're eager and we're excited and we want to make moves and, you know, Mm. we want to grow. But when we don't honor ourselves, we don't honor our energy in the end, the only person, you know, left in a ditch is us. Right. And I think once you get in that rhythm of really being able to honor those boundaries, honor those philosophies that you want to live out, everybody follows sweet or they make a judgment and say, you know what, actually this doesn't work for me. And they go and find Mm -hmm. the right person for them. And I think Mm -hmm. having that boundary also means not being afraid or being afraid and doing it anyway, Mm. that some relationships, connections, frameworks, ideas will kind of fizzle out because Mm. they're no longer aligned. And that's also completely okay. You're clearing space for the right things to come into your world. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think it's a case of really figuring out what works for you and everybody's different. Some people don't mind working late in the evenings and they have their morning to themselves, but you really need to listen and tune into yourself. And I think not replicating what you think is the norm either. Like you see other people, oh, nine to five, five days a week. If that doesn't work for you either, then that doesn't work for you. You have the power and ability to create a life that you love, especially if you do have the flexibility with running your own business. And I'm definitely leaning into that because at the end of the day, 25 almost 26 
I'm here once, I'm making the most of my 20s, I'm living my life on my terms, and I think that's the most powerful move I can do right now. Power move number one to dive <laughs> to I love that. I'm here with you. Max, tell me, where can people find you online? How can they connect with you if they are a business mm. who needs an absolute social media magician, wizardess? It's you. Yeah, so you can find me basically across all the platforms. Um, my platforms of choice that I really love at the moment is um, Instagram and TikTok. There are two different sides to me on each platform. Um, it's just at the Social Seed AU. If you want to learn more about working with me, I've got my website, www.thesocialseed.co. Um, I've got all my services on there. We can have a little chat um, and just reach out to me that way. But I love social, so feel free to slide into my DMs. <laughs> I'm, I'm not against anybody doing a cheeky slide. Um, yeah, those are my platforms. Beautiful. Maxime Fari, mm -hmm. thank you for coming on the Power Moves Only podcast. <laughs> you are a gem. I'll talk to you soon. All righty. Talk to you soon. This episode of the Power Moves Only podcast has been brought to you by the Power Moves Club, a membership for women in business who want to learn, grow, and connect together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Thank you for being along this journey. I can't wait to bring you more. Have an amazing day.